everybody, welcome to Make Great Gamecast. It's the end of the year. It's the holiday special. It's, it's the, day the after holiday Christmas. season. I can't legally continue that. I think we'll get. I think that's it. I think we go to jail for that now. I think it's a felony. I didn't read that proposal. What? The the, stre- the streaming bill. Oh, I, I thought I thought for a moment I was gonna sing the holiday season song. Yeah, but the it, second verse like, literally brings in Santa Claus, and I was thinking, well, you used what to if you don't celebrate Christmas. You used to sing the holiday season, and then people would go, "Oh, Eric, you can't do that." But now you go to jail. But now you are arrested if you celebrate anything that isn't resembling a all-encompassing holiday. This is the state. You're going and to jail. And Santa Claus has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy. It's a, it's a, you know? it's a, it's a eh? jam, you know, that slaps. That's honestly banger. Straight up banger. I don't Bang- care what anyone tells me. Banger of a even holiday if I celebrated, song. Even if I celebrated Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, any other holiday, still would play that song. Absolute fire. Yeah. I, I don't even think they knew what they had when they made it back in the day. Christmas um, magic permeates. In it is music. December. <laughs> it permeates. It just permeates in all through the... all holidays and cultures. <laughs> in all the orifices. Mm, yes, just just permeate all over me. Just yeah. go on in there. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Totally Clean Holiday Cast. It is December 26th. It is a Saturday. Um, the day after Christmas for some, like Rich and myself. Hanukkah's already been done for a couple of, uh, for like a week or so. It's true. So I'm sure all you who uh, are Jewish are thinking, whatever. Those who celebrate Kwanzaa, pfft. I'm sure you're thinking, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure you're thinking, whatever. Let me just celebrate. I'm all for you. Have a good time. Yeah, have a good time. I think Uh, it's still going until... I think you have, like, another week, Kwanzaa? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, So, rev those engines up. But, Rich, how are you? Rev up those fryers. I'm good. I am tired. Oh, shit. I didn't expect that. As the (laughs) the holidays do to you. Um, oh yeah, I guess that's true. Did you eat food? A lot of good food. A lot yeah, of a lot know, of family. A nice meal. Um, you know, smaller uh, than years past. What with the state of the world mm-hmm. and all. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, I got out there uh, like six hours in the car yesterday, so that's fun. Um, they took they took you out. The family. They let I, you out once in a while. Yeah, I drove out there. Um, I I. I left early is the thing. Like, I left at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning um, mm-hmm. so I could be there for breakfast and also try and, like, miss as much traffic as possible. But then by that logic, like, I left at, like, 6 because I was like, I kind of just want to get home and, like, go to sleep. Um, I'm surprised you went – you left early just to make it to breakfast. That's pretty – It was, it was that's the a pretty good move. gesture. That's I a pretty good like, gesture by the hey, family, I'll say. Sunny side up. <laughs> See you in a few hours. Whoa. You just stroll in, ring the doorbell. Oh, no. Th- okay. This is exactly. Yeah, you're right. Hold on. Hold this. So you go up. You ring the doorbell. Nobody's expecting you. And all you say is, I'll have mine sunny side up. And then the studio audience loses their minds. <laughs> yeah. They're going nuts because you roll in on this, like, leather black jacket like the Fonz. And uh, clearly, you know, they're not even making breakfast. You're just – you clearly have just – I blindsided them. They weren't even overstated your yeah. You've already overstayed your welcome, and you haven't even walked in the door. Um, but that's what makes it, and that's really what Christmas is all about. Is so blindsiding. I your truly relatives. hope. 
Yes, always. And getting a free meal sure. out of it. Absolutely. It's happened to me multiple times. Don't let anybody... You want to know what the main message of Christmas is, I think, is often lost. You know, they always say, you know, you got to stick with your family. It's a family hunt. Listen, I know a lot of you out there. You, you have great family members. Holidays you know? with, uh, with Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's only... How many... Is there only one more movie of that coming out? Um, even if there is only one more mainline one, they have like a ton of like spinoff shit in, in the, the works. Tokyo Drift is good. No, but my point was, I'm not going to get down that. My point was that, Tokyo you know, Drift is good. yeah, Tokyo Drift was phenomenal. I hope they continue to spin off Fast and Furious and the Spoiler holidays are great. Alert, Han's alive. <laughs> yeah. Han's alive? Question mark. What? Um, but I do hope everybody's having a good holiday season on the real, real. Um, Rich and I have played some games. Yeah. On the holiday cast today, we'll be talking about um, geopolitics. Naturally. Um, um, and we'll be telling you what our categories are for game of the year. Because next time we're going to talk about our favorite games of the year. But this time we're going to keep it light. Yeah. Just, just skim the surface to give you guys a taste as to what Rich and I are currently thinking about. Um, why some of those games are even there. Yeah. Because yeah, if you yeah, didn't yeah. know, now you'll know. And then we'll really make sure to just blue ball you until our next episode. That's where we'll plan. tell you the results. Because Rich and I discussed it, and I said, if we don't drip you guys content, you'll never tune in to the next episode. And just so you um, know, we already decided the game of the year is Earthworm Jim 2. Yeah, yeah, and what uh, what what was that console called where they were gonna make uh, Earthworm Jim again? Where Earthworm Jim Four is coming out? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a it's an Amiga thing, I or is it the <laughs> Amiga? No, no, it's it's a it's Atari's console. Yeah, no, I forgot. Uh, hold on, I wanna. I'm looking that up right now. Atari's this is, new this console. This is happening live. The Atari yeah, VCS. Yeah, happening live. The, the VCS. Okay. Because uh, yeah. it always fades into obscurity. I I didn't even expect Earthworm. You know, I, I didn't had, even expect you to pull an Earthworm Jim. I had this conversation. Uh, with my cousin over the holidays and like I, it never occurred to me but as we were delving more into it I'm like yeah that's true what the f like of all the weird deals they could make like it's not like Earthworm Jim has a legacy on the Atari like people that would be nostalgic for Earthworm Jim didn't own the Atari like they were too young for that I wouldn't even I would even go as far to say when I read about that I was genuinely shocked because Earthworm Jim it was always a game that you just knew, and I thought it had a really, like, niche of niche of niche of a cult following. It, it's not even that it's, like, niche of niche. Like, Earthworm Jim has a weird and tenuous history because it's one of those games that existed in that window of, like, when I was a kid, maybe, I feel like I thought of Earthworm Jim as, like, this game I just wasn't good enough for, but now as an adult, I can just recognize that as bad game design. Like it was a game that was designed to be overwhelmingly hard because they didn't want people beating it on a rental. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I, I found out more so like the weird history of that. So did you know that game was like conceptualized to sell toys? Like, I, I don't know if you know, there was an earthworm Jim cartoon, but I do remember it, the earthworm Jim cartoon. It was actually pitched as a toy line first. And then the game and the cartoon were made in conjunction to sell the toys. That actually doesn't surprise me because I know Earthworm Jim, he just looks like 
it, it is of that something era. you would sell as an action figure. It, it is of that era of like TMNT type stuff where they were trying to latch on to what made TMT magical, which is like, where are all the adjective modifiers we can attach to a thing? Like, <laughs> like yeah. what makes, he's a worm, but he's a superhero. And then I ended up looking up the toys just out of curiosity and they were very unsuccessful. Um, they which did, isn't surprising. They did 10, one line of action figures, 10 figures, five of them were just different variations of Jim. Yeah. I can't even think even from the games or even from what I barely remember of that TV show of which is literally only the title sequence. Um, it was a good title sequence. I don't know of any other character in that universe other than Earthworm Jim. Princess what's her name? Yeah, whatever. Exactly. But that's why no, I, no, I don't that's literally know. like that was the joke. Her name was Princess oh, what's well, her name. <laughs> this, this is exactly my point. I had no clue. <laughs> I was... I thought you were just throwing it out there. No, no, that's literally the character's name. Like, that was the joke. Oh, that's so clever. Yeah, well, I completely forgot that. And I know he said Groovy. I always get him and Ash Williams mixed up all the time, but I know he says Groovy. Did you know uh, the voice of Homer Simpson was the voice of Earthworm Jim? Really? Yes. I wonder if he sees that as a win or a loss. I would consider that a win. Uh, That's pretty cool. He was like our age at the time he was doing that. He's a very successful voice actor. Well, I remember the guy who voiced Sly Cooper. I remember he was even younger than us at the time that he voice acted for that game. Um, and I'm forgetting his name, so you can tell how how much it stayed how with high, you. Yeah, how much it really stuck with me in history. Um, no, I remember he was in like his early 20s uh, when they had him voice for that game, and I just thought that was pretty wacky. But then again, I also thought. It's a video game. <laughs> the, more, the more I listened to it, I thought, like, I, I feel like doing Earthworm Jim might have been, like, a toll on his voice because he was just yelling all the time. Yeah, and he always had a very, you know, you had to have a kind of a high pitch with it. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't know, even if... You can play those DOS versions even with on releasing, God. Even with releasing Earthworm 4... Earthworm 4... Just Earthworm, Earthworm 4. 4. Earthworm yeah, even just releasing Earthworm Jim 4... I never, I'm, I'm always so curious as to how they saw that and they said, yes, this is going to be the console seller. This is it. Well, I, I genuinely don't think they just had anything else to just say, hey, you guys remember this? Well, we'll get ready. Well, well that's just the thing to me because like then when I like reevaluate Earthworm Jim, which is what this conversation led me to do, my thought process is, okay, Earthworm Jim is actually a bad game. Earthworm Jim 2 is a decent game. game. Earthworm Jim 3D is a bad game. <laughs> Yes, it is. Earthworm Jim 1, I remember, I re-downloaded that out of pure curiosity at the time. Because when I was you, younger, the, I remember the God playing version? it. version? Like the DOS version? Because I think that's all that's really available. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually 150% true. Yes. And, um... Because that was back when you had ROM World. And ROM World had everything. Yeah. Um... But I remember playing that and I was thinking, this sucks. And then Earthworm Jim 2, I believe, was on the Super Nintendo. Earthworm um, Jim 2 would have I been... think it was. You can just tell how how, how much I'm holding Earthworm this in high Jim regard. Earthworm Jim 2 was a... No, the Sega, Genesis, the Mega Drive. Game. Yeah, yeah. It was a Genesis and Mega Drive. No, 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 okay, okay, so it did come out. The, it did come out on the Super Nintendo too. I am correct on that one. All right. I feel I like I played crazy. those on Sega, like both of them. I, f- I knew I wasn't insane. Okay, okay, so at least I don't need to cash in any cards just yet. So 
Yeah, I played Airform Gym 2 on the Super Nintendo when I was younger. Uh, I rented it, and I was thinking, what the fuck? Like, I just couldn't get my head around it to even remotely beat it. I it's just a sucked. weird game because it more the first game is weird because it feels like the levels are strung together in a way that makes no sense. Um yeah. and there's just uh like weird difficulty spikes. The second one feels like it's a bunch of things made by a different studio. Like it's mostly weird mini games, but those mini games mm-hmm. are actually pretty good and that's what makes that thing redeemable. Yeah. And it just it had a lot of cool it just looked I will give it this. It's got a style. It looked, it looked different, yeah. I love the style. Which is why there I think it lends itself well to a cartoon. Art. Yeah, there are certain pieces of art. I think Todd McFarlane even drew. I, I have to look up a... Hold on, who drew or from... Um, I'm not even going to say Todd McFarlane. No, okay. It was Doug Tennaple. Okay, so... Uh, I don't even know why I said McFarlane. Whatever, but... Some of the pieces of art for the concepts of him and some of like, the box art, I think it looks really cool. It, it has like that unique little style to it that when i was a kid it caught my eye immediately because it was it's just so weird almost like ren and stimpy adjacent yeah get honestly per- i was gonna say invaders emmy too but yeah no that's perfect ren and stimpy is the way when i look at this guy i look at just replace his head with powdered toast man and yeah. you probably yeah. have the same kind of look and no it was just such a cool game i just never i just never got into it that's it. I just never was really going into it. And it doesn't, it seemed like it just got lost in time. Like that was the end of it. It's not like it yeah. came out and was to me, it's at least it's not well revered as one of those classics. Like, and I love the super Nintendo. It's remembered enough. It's one of those games that I feel like you definitely have memories of it. If you played a lot of games. Um, and then occasionally you'll find someone who just isn't really into games, but like would recognize earthworm Jim. Like He's almost like a bargain bin character, but like he's memorable. If you ever saw Earthworm Jim, you kind of remember him. I feel like if you just wore an Earthworm Jim t-shirt, you'd have a lot of people to at least recognize him. I guarantee it. It's just—it's like a weird buried. If you were born, if you were, if you were around in the late '80s, early '90s, to be cognizant and aware that this thing even fucking existed, you—you probably, you'd probably remember it. And apparently, and if you didn't, then. You did good. <laughs> Apparently what I discovered, which I think is a good bit for the cartoon, I don't remember if the second game ends this way, but the end of the original Earthworm Jim ends with you beating the boss and saving the princess, and then you just get, like, mule kicked by a cow. Yeah, um, I remember that, actually. Uh, I actually e- remember that ending, too. Every episode of the cartoon ends with Jim getting mule kicked by a cow. Mm-hmm. It was such a stupid, predictable thing that I loved up until <laughs> it was so dumb there's, there's a really great clip of an episode where it feels like they're not going to do it and like jim gets a cake to celebrate his victory in the end and then he cuts mm. into it and the cow kicks out from inside the cake just awful just a terrible running gag um but that's our yeah. jim i'm uh, so curious to see how no i don't even care i, I like i like that kind of tangent i love those I, i'm curious to see how Earthworm Jim 4 actually does. I, I'm genuinely curious. Um, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? If, like, if it wasn't on some piece of hardware that I wouldn't have to, like, weirdly go out of my way to get, I would certainly give a shot to an Earthworm Jim 4. I'd love to see what modern Earthworm Jim looks like. Yeah, I would do. And what kind of game are they going to make out of it? Would it be a side-scroller? Would it be a 3D? It's it just... I'd be... I'm above all else... I'm curious, and when you got my curiosity, you'll at least have me looking at it. So I'm, I'm just, 
We'll see. We'll I mean, see what happens, it's a but... side scroller. There are like, there's footage. Yeah, and and I'm just curious to see how it plays throughout the entire game. How long is it? I, I'm just curious. There's just a lot of things that I'm just curious about, and for sure, I I have a feeling that if they try to just carbon copy the previous game into this new one to really hit on nostalgia and say, hey, look, it's exactly the same, but I think they're gonna end up Crash failing. Yeah, that's a that that's a missed point. It has to be a completely because one of the things I hated when I was playing Reform Gym Two, like I said, I never beat it, nor did I ever. I sucked at it. The controls were ass. I don't care what anyone tells me, they were ass. Um, so I can't even imagine if they were just like Jim's back. You need a and everything's the same. And I'm just like, oh fuck, <laughs> this isn't what I wanted. Absolutely but forget Reform Gym. It doesn't matter unless I see it. It's not real. Um. CD Projekt Red is facing a class action lawsuit. They sure am. Over Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, In the week since we talked about it, it got worse. <laughs> yeah, things got worse. Uh, they had an issue where if your your file size went over 8 uh, megabytes, it was getting deleted, which they've since fixed. Um, yeah. but, but I heard that last push actually has people on console crashing more. Um, yeah. PC continues to be fine. Yeah, you, uh, you, you know, just okay. I, I really haven't put that much more time into it, though. Like, I, I've kind of found other things I wanted to finish this year. Um, Isn't that insane? Isn't that yeah. insane? Like, I, I will finish it. To I even will. say that statement after this is one of the most anticipated games of the year. But, and Eric, I have the remake of the first Star Ocean on my Switch. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, wait what? They released you, that? Uh, it came back out of, like, months ago, and I've been meaning to get to it. They put, <laughs> they put like, a, a a lot of work went into a remake of the original Star Ocean. Star Ocean, it's called Star Ocean First Departure R. Um, mm-hmm. And I am uh, maybe two or three hours into that. Um, Star Ocean's a good action RPG, and I actually think the, like, it's, like, all new sprite work and stuff, and I think it all looks really nice. I... Like I'm actually twenty pretty interested in that. Yeah. Wow. That's actually not bad. It's it's not bad at all. Um, there's actually another game I've been playing I wanted to bring up to you specifically because you were the one who initially told me about it uh, way back on the show, and it is on sale on Steam, so I picked it up and played about an hour. Uh, I've been playing Necromunda Underhive Wars. Really? You actually picked it up? Yes. Uh, How is it? I have done about two battles so far. And mm-hmm. one, I mean, the Warcraft universe, especially this weird corner of it, is always interesting in like terms of weird sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I just like these types of RPGs. I mean, it is very... Um... Fuck, what's the series I'm thinking of? This is going to annoy the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, well... It's, it's a Sega series that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles. It's very Valkyria Chronicles mm, in, yeah. uh, in its gameplay mechanics. Um, there, there's a lot to learn, obviously, so I'm just kind of working my way through the story because that is how most people suggest you really learn the intricacies of the game before you, like, just start running a gang. And uh, So, yeah, it's it's a fully 3D um, tactical RPG. Uh, you have different unit types, weapon types. There's, there's a lot to take into account, which is why I think the story mode is good for learning things because it doesn't bother dragging you down with like here's the unit type it's just like here's you have five units this person has this this person has this this person has this we're gonna give you some light tutorial stuff and you're gonna figure it out Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I I remember when it was first coming out, I actually wanted to potentially buy it, so I watched a lot of it. I ended up just not buying it for other reasons, but it's on sale um, for I think like twenty three dollars right now. Um, honestly, I was actually pretty surprised at how good it looked, just because for the game itself, they barely released any in-game footage until literally less than a week before the game launched, which was massively suspect. I remember we talked <laughs> about this at the time, yeah. Yeah, it was um, massively suspect. They had the trailer and everything, the trailer looked good, you had a few glimpses, uh, glimpses of the gameplay, but they didn't release any like how-to-play videos or anything like that on YouTube or anything, and... Uh, there's no real material marketing materials for it, so I was thinking, well, that's dead on arrival. But then when it actually did release, I was still genuinely surprised. I'm not going to sit here and say it's the greatest game that I've seen, but it looked fun. It just looked like no, a decent strategy game. It's enjoyable, and I, you, you know I very much like these types of games, so um, yeah, yeah. It, it's exactly what I was looking for in that market. Um, those maps are like really detailed in a way that sometimes feels overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just find myself kind of like peering around a lot. Like you can hold control to sort of like get an idea of like here's where the enemies are, here's where your objectives are, because mm-hmm. they are big fucking map, big like multi floored maps. When I was watching it, I was definitely thinking that I would be raising the brightness of that game because it also just seemed to be very dark as well for when you're just not looking at the the layered map and yeah. blueprints of where you're playing. Because I know you had to transport some generators or you had to collect some materials. And um, as you're looking through that third-person perspective, some things are just so dark. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, where it, am I looking? It is, um, the brightness on my monitor is already way up because I had been playing Cyberpunk, a very poorly lit game. Oh, but overall, it, it looked like a lot of fun. I'm glad you're at least having fun. I think, what, 20, 20 or so dollars, $27, that's not bad. No for that type of game. And I think they're going to continuously support it at least for the next year. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. And I'm guessing if it gets enough purchasing power behind it, they'll start to upgrade it with other, yeah, um, with other houses and other units and all that other good stuff. That'll be neat. Gangs. Uh, I mean, I'm really appreciating the, like, there's like a weird level of environmental interaction. I hadn't sort of expected. Cause you don't typically see it in these types of strategy games, but, um, mm-hmm. Like, the maps are filled with a lot of, like, elevators and zip lines and stuff. And there are traps to the point of, like, you can take a zip line and then cut it so nobody can follow you. Um, if you know somebody's standing in an elevator shaft, you can drop an elevator on them. Uh, like, there's there's a lot of cool environmental stuff you can use to take uh, enemy units out quickly. Yeah. And for those of you who never may have played Necromunda, as Rich was saying, it's more of a Valkyria Chronicle-esque kind of game, but... It's literally just Warhammer with cyberpunky gangs. That's yeah, literally it. It's it's set in a a hive city in the Warhammer 40k universe. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'd recommend looking it up. I think it's pretty cool. But look up some footy, it's good. Yeah, look up some footies, and um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm actually glad you got into that. I, I like am that. I like that a lot. Um, it. I mean, other than that. Are you on the usual suspects? I'm on my usual suspects, I have to say. Just because because uh, I was packing up some stuff and doing a lot of life things, so I, was, I wasn't getting a lot of time to play. I was actually playing more retro games than anything else and playing the usual, like, Donkey Kong Country or something, but... um. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Demon Souls I'm actually almost done with, and that's pretty cool. 
It's a, it's a decent game. I, I think I just want to hop into Bloodborne after it again. It, it just gave me, and I like how it's just free. I got to give PlayStation credit for just putting in their collection the most probably sought after games that are worth having right uh, then and there. PlayStation. One of these days, I'll yeah. get one of those. I know. So, um, I thought that was pretty cool of them. But yeah, I'm probably just going to jump into Bloodborne after and Astro's Playroom and all that. But I haven't really played too much of it. Warzone updated with their um, Cold War expansion. Or I should say just the Cold War update. I shouldn't even call it an expansion. So so now you can ignore the AIDS crisis in-game? Yeah, so now you can, with Reagan behind your back, fueling you with the American dream, uh, you could totally just discredit AIDS. Um, wow. And just become a denier. That's amazing. It's great, yeah. Because everybody knows AIDS just spreads Tear down by word of mouth. Tear yeah. <laughs> So... They have, they updated the game though to match with it to align with their Cold War online. Um, so in Warzone now, you know you have all the Black Ops guns. I mean Cold War guns, not Black Ops. There's so many different titles, Jesus. And um, now they have like a new little mini map, so it's like a smaller map than the main one. You can also play that. It's a little different. So I was playing that with uh, Mike and Parmesi, and we we were having a good time. It, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, just to keep it fresh. So that's there though, but it's all the same. I really, as much as I, I was actually looking at the game of the year list that we have, or at least some of the awards, and I was like, oh, I, I actually played through a good amount of games earlier this year, but I eventually just started to peter out. I've actually played Splunky too. Um, Me too. Oh yeah, I, I, that I actually forgot Splunky two came out this year, but I played a bunch of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta say, uh, the one, the games that I've kind of keep low on the radar are the ones that are just so repeatable, uh, replayable, I should say. Like I still play Hades. I still do. Mm-hmm. Um. I just I throw in a run every now and again. I play a lot of Splunky because it's just so quick because I suck. And, uh, yeah, those games still hold up. I just haven't really gave time to a tried-and-true, like, long game other than Demon Souls every now and again, which I just dip. But that's just me. That's fine. Tell me about the uh, – because I know you're playing the new Gears of War 5 expansion. I want to hear more about that because I know you hadn't played it enough yet yes, to talk uh, about it. I, I finished that. It was only about uh, two and a half, three hours long. That's great. Um, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you you have it. Uh, the Hive Busters expansion. That's how I played it. Um, I actually ended up really liking this. Uh, it feels weird in the way that it ends, but basically, it is the the first story expansion, pro- probably the only I'm going to assume for Gears Five, mm-hmm. um, that follows uh, Scorpio Squad, uh, a team handpicked by the one, the only Hoffman, uh, who appears in retired wow. in retired form. Uh, just you know, hanging out, um, and it introduces the three new characters, and then a fourth scientist character for the team. Who da 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 da? We couldn't have no ties. To the original gears is Coltrane's daughter. Um, wow! 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 Uh, Why can't they leave it alone? They can't. They simply can't. Uh, but here's the thing: I ended up really liking about this. It ends right. in kind of a weird breakneck pace that I felt like it's weird that it's over, but I get why. Because it sort of feels like more of an introduction to the escape mode, which is uh, mm-hmm. the the cooperative multiplayer mode in Gears 5, um, where you plant a bomb in a swarm hive and then run out on, like, a timer. Um, that seems new. <laughs> it was it was in Gears 5. It's been there from day one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it features the three playable characters from that. But basically, it's the origin story of these the hive busters. Which basically is this squad that their entire goal is they purposely get grabbed by the Snatcher Swarm and taken to the heart of uh, Locust Hives where they detonate bombs to blow them up from the inside out. Uh, 
and it's sort of the the origin story of how they came together how they discovered a way that they could quote unquote safely do this mm-hmm. um and the reason i really ended up liking it is despite this one like coltrane thing that again just feels like a weird nod it doesn't feel beholden to any of the bigger gears plot lines and it feels like some of the most interesting uh world building they've done with the series in a long time mm-hmm and also the lack of those weirdly barren open worlds made everything feel like it was moving a lot more smoothly. I just had a lot of fun playing to it. It was a short, tight, uh, fun little campaign. I always have to give Gears credit. It never... It's such a simple story on the surface, but they never end up running out of material to draw on. I gotta give them credit for that. Um, like, sure. Bringing Coltrane's daughter. Okay. Made my eyes roll. But, I mean, it's not terrible. You can make a story out of it. There's something to be said about it. And Gears 5, for all intents and purposes, I mean, it was reviewed pretty well. Um, so I'm actually always just really curious to see where it consistently is going to evolve into. That's especially true when they released Gears Tactics earlier this year. Um, I actually ended up really enjoying it. And that that was coming from a person who after i beat gears 3 i was like okay i'm, I'm done like we're, we're done with this I, yeah. I can't even see where they're gonna go with any of it um and i was also just disappointed with how the story just ended so i, I was kind of written writing it off but gotta say um i'm pretty impressed so far with the way that they pick up the story and they kind of keep it going yeah it's it's been entertaining i didn't dislike gears 5 um I just thought there was a lot of stuff that didn't work about, like none of my complaints were really about where the story was going. Like I thought it was enjoyable enough and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember at the time, my biggest complaint were those weird open worlds that they did nothing with. Yeah. It seemed more like a, a nice little concept that they were developing and then thought, mm, can't really do much with that. Um, yeah. Outside it, uh, of anything else. It just felt like filler stuff, but this, this does away with those. Um, it's set on kind of this offbeat um, Island setting. Uh, where there is a swarm hive that you're supposed to be infiltrating to take down. And uh, it, it just it does some pretty cool stuff. Like, I like it was cool to see Hoffman again, even as old man retired Hoffman talking about how he hates the, the prime minister and the current COG leadership. Classic Hoffman. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, this guy. Good to yeah, have you Classic back. Hoffman. Classic Hoffman. The old goat. Uh, the first, I, I think... first ever Scottish COG I've ever seen. Um, who I played the entire game as because he was oh. Scottish as fuck. Uh, oh, yeah. Name? Also, uh, I can't even fucking remember his name at the moment, which is bothering me. <laughs> I, play, I played but, this man all the time, and he was uh, my favorite. But, but I don't know his name. That's, again, why it feels sort of like a tutorial for the escape mode. It keeps mm-hmm. intact um, whichever of the three characters you choose to play as. It keeps intact what they have in the escape mode, which is each of them has a sort of ultimate ability. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Scotsman has an ability where he puts up, like, this AoE shield um, that the rest of the party can get behind for a temporary thing. Um, the One of the characters, she gets a boost to her melee attack that, like, electrifies it temporarily. And the uh, third character, he can has, like, an ammo dump ability where in an AoE he drops, like, an ammo bin that keeps automatically refilling ammo for the squad for a set amount of time. Mm. Um, That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and it gives you a, a good chance to sort of get acquainted with that which i feel like more so i'm like this should have been in the game from the get-go because escape mode is really fun but to just drop into it especially like lobbying up with random people and not really know how to play your role or what you're doing it's overwhelming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no 
I like it. Yeah, so I like it a lot. I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping on the future with those games eventually because I have a feeling they're gonna it's everything's gonna come to a head with those games. I mean, you're gonna end up drawing from the creative well when you're at the very bottom. Um, I would love it if they kind of mirrored tactics a bit within the mainline games where now they just draw on previous missions or campaigns throughout the cog wars to to keep in mind like there was so much going on beyond what delta squad was doing yeah like i still want them to make a pendulum wars game i still want it i don't know why they talk about that still haven't and honestly without a doubt unless there's something that i blatantly missed because i never researched it but i still don't understand why they never made that game well at the i just don't get it um gears sort of starts to gears five i should say starts to sort of deal with some of that stuff and about like how the pendulum wars came to an end and about these cog scientists and about the whole like are we you know responsible for the locust type questions um which i i think exploring that origin makes it even more interesting because granted i know we were just trying to get a game off the ground in terms of setting up a world yeah but having the set dressing for your world being like humans were embroiled in this war and then monsters burrowed up from the ground so we had to band together is like the most convenient like uh sort of cop-out granted it's the kind of cop-out we use in media a lot i mean yeah but it, it all depends on how you tell the story though but one thing that's always been at least from what i've been playing as a constant is that the pendulum wars were just very important not only yeah. very important, very impactful, <clears throat> and as you were even saying, directly influenced in the very, very brief history as to why the locusts kind of came up. Um, Gears Four, you want to know why Marcus? You kind of um, know why Marcus is in jail, but you want to know why? Yeah. Um, you want to play? I mean, I just really the one thing I really just wanted to do was play that fucking game. <laughs> they never, they just never do it. I just don't, I don't get it. And I maybe they'll build up to it eventually, but. It's such a strange, it's just a strange gray area that they always just leave untouched. I, I, I'm sure that they have books or whatever it is that go into that, but I don't want to read that. I want to play it. That That's why um, I actually think that Hivebusters DLC is really interesting, because without spoiling too much of the story, like one of the main things about the three members of this squad that you learn as you go over it is all three of them were in jail. They are cogs who were put in jail until Hoffman said, no, I need these three people. Let it happen. Good old Hoffman. Um, that's pretty cool, though. I dig that. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. I mean, if you've got Game Pass Ultimate, mm-hmm. re-download it. Uh, Gears is one of those games now that lets you pick the pieces of it you want to download. Uh, so I didn't want it clogging up my PC, so I just downloaded that. Um, that's pretty cool. Through it. And now I redownload the whole thing because it kind of had me wanting to jump back into the escape mode a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, gear the gameplay of Gears is always solid, so so long as they just keep it and enhance it very little, that's pretty cool. That is I dig it. pretty cool. That is... um... <laughs> it's like, ha yeah, it sure is. It, it sure, sure it, it, is. it am, Eric, it am. It, it am. Uh, beyond that, I also played through uh, Shady Part of Me. Uh, mm-hmm. which was a game that was announced in the pre-show of the Game Awards and dropped live then. Um, sort of a limbo-adjacent, uh, I would call it, uh, platformer. Um, like, the, the art is very reminiscent of that, but the sort of unique sensibility to it is 
you're controlling two characters, you press uh, whatever button you have assigned to swap between the two of them. Uh. One of them is a th- doing like sort of 3D puzzles in the foreground, and the second character is your shadow, sort of like a Link Between Worlds style stuff. Um, and a lot of the puzzles play on like your use of light. Like the character in the foreground, the 3D character, can't move in light. And likewise, the shadow character needs to have a shadow being cast over light so they can move forward. So a lot of the puzzles will revolve around, like, if there's a block in the foreground, uh, you know, the closer I push that to the wall, the smaller it gets on the, like, shadow plane. So I can make platforms bigger, I can make them smaller, I can make an area impassable. Um, it's pro- It's, like, four hours long. I beat it in one sitting. Um, it's got a hell of a style to it. Um, and I, I, it never feels impassable, but some of those puzzles are really clever. It, it's on everything. I think it's on switch. It's on PlayStation. It's on steam. It's like 20 bucks. Uh, pretty fun little game. So long as the puzzles are good. That's it. That's all that would ever matter. 100%. Think, trying to think of a puzzle game. Cause when I saw that, during the game awards, I was thinking, man, it looks like it'll take off. That's pretty cool. I'm trying to think of the last puzzle game that I played that actually received a lot of buzz from when I was at least just reading about it. I don't know if any other game has received inside. You think so? Uh, people talked about inside. Do you think any game or puzzle game got as much praise as, or at least I should say attention as portal? No, like not even port- no, not even. Well, P- portals the portals the top. Yeah, portals the top. I mean, more like uh, an indie because portal not to, portal to me is not an indie game. Um, well, it's I was started, thinking more along well, the lines yeah, of like Braid. Not. I was thinking more uh, along the lines of like Braid. Yeah, no. I, I remember when Braid came out; that was a big deal. Yeah, nothing. Nothing comes to mind. Um. I was still really upset that Soldier Boy didn't play Braid right. Um, like, I, yeah, there was Braid, and then after Braid, there was Limbo. I remember. Remember PB Winterbottom? Yeah, yeah. Oh, when he uh, duplicated himself. Yeah, and he had the pies. That was a weird game. Yeah, that, that was, was a, a cool weird game. game. Yeah, and then uh, Fez. The only reason why I knew about Fez obviously was because Fez, Fez was the platformer puzzle, but yeah, mainly just because Phil Fish was such a dick. <laughs> and that's exactly why I even remember reading so much as I had about it. it yeah, it's not even so much. A he was just the biggest pompous dick to the game itself, but he was just an asshole. Yeah. Um, and then I remember the witness. The witness was a very, a very big deal because I, I feel like people talk about the witness in the same breath as like the Talos Principle. Yeah, yeah, it was just a very different type of game. It was enjoyable at the time. Like, it sort of scratched an itch in my brain. I don't feel like games often do. And it was the type of game I would just, like, sit down for, like, an hour or two in the morning and, like, have a cup of coffee and do a couple puzzles in The Witness. For sure. And I think one of the well, one of the main draws I remember when it was being developed that really sucked me in for a moment was that they were... The developers were saying, oh, you know, this game's actually pretty inspi- uh, heavily inspired by Myst. And I was thinking, damn. <laughs> Mist came out in 93. Yeah. And I was just thinking, wow. I'm kind of interested in that. Just this, because... This, this game is heavily inspired by Chex Quest. Yeah. 
it's it was immediately kind of like one of those things where you haven't i hadn't heard of mist in so long so when they were like yeah. oh yeah it's inspired by mist i was well, thinking damn it, it's like yeah it's kind of whack mist as an inspiration is smart but in the same sense of like you can make a modern mist that isn't quite mist because i'm gonna say mist a million times here mist 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 mist, mist. The, the trouble with mist is like it was an old pc game working with a certain degree of memory so even now mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to play because it's a game that expects you to remember things from like eight hours earlier like as you're progressing through because the game just doesn't have the capacity to give you like notes about stuff or anything like that yeah yeah um mist is cool mist is cool i enjoyed it um moving with that it's the game of the year extravaganza yeah um this is it so on that note i figured this is where the the sausage is made we can walk you through uh our categories and what's on the chopping block for said categories. Um, and then next week we'll come back and really hammer home what, what we think deserves it after we get some talking about it. Yeah. So let's start from and the And to top. preface too, well, to preface mm-hmm. really quick too, uh, Rich and I, whenever we do our game of the year, we literally take an extrapolation of probably a lot of the different categories and we chop that in like half. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we take what we think are the bigger ones that like we really want to discuss like, yeah, like I can't, we can't speak to as much as even we would may want to. I'm not going to talk with Rich on who I thought the best performance was of the no. game. Not because I don't think people were good, but because I clearly do not, I do not know enough. And because the answer is even, Zagreus in Hades. Yeah, we don't even it's have already to been done, it. number one. And number two, I do not even know enough. Same thing with the, uh, I remember the Game Awards actually had some pretty cool ones that we were talking about, like the accessibility controls. Yeah, I, I just would not. I would not even begin that to was actually speak to that as an up. expert. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't speak to that as an expert. I would say if anybody is curious about that, The Last of Us 2 is 100% deserving of that award. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things about that game I didn't like. The pure amount of accessibility options in that game are remarkable. Yeah. A, a literal blind person beat that game using the audio cues that you, you're allowed to turn on in that. That's fucking wild. Yeah, I was down with it. So, just a just a little little insight there, just for those who may be thinking, oh, why didn't we put a uh, best best something? Well, that's why. There best, you go. Yeah, best penis in a video game goes to best penis in a video Cyberpunk game. Cyberpunk twenty seventy. <laughs> you know All what? Right. I'll even say this: best game that is not game of the year, Doom Eternal. There you go. All right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Best game that surprise most surprising launch goes to Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) Yeah, the most surprising yet not totally unexpected, but still unexpected as to how catastrophic it was. Cyberpunk 2077. For sure. Uh, Congratulations. Let's start us on off with we'll we'll run through who's in our running for best music. Um, We have here Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Mm. Persona 5 Royal Final Fantasy 7 Remake Streets of Rage 4 and the Demon Souls Remake all all I think have good cases to be made uh, you're really going to have to sell me on Demon Souls since I have not played it I was even going to I was even going to honestly throw Hades on there but yeah Hades is a great soundtrack as well um, Hades is already in two categories. You know what? Fine. Hades is in there too, but I ain't going to pick it. I think there it's in go. the conversation. Yeah. 
it's in the conversation um, this reminded me before we move on to the next the next award um while we're speaking of best music i grabbed that persona 5 vinyl you did from I grabbed uh, both of them. i am 8-bit yeah they put the original cool. one back up and they put the persona 5 royal one up which was just 35 new tracks i so wanted to I, and i just couldn't so i'm glad you did i got both uh, i'm genuinely glad you did i'm yeah like i, I, I texted like you, you about it. it i couldn't pass it up i think you told me you weren't gonna do it no i specifically told you i, I had to oh you had to do it okay i was yeah. thinking about the other absolute okay i was that compelled yeah i mean um, it compels me yeah go ahead and best hell art, yeah man art, yeah hell yeah so i'll lead us into best art direction in best right. art direction we have also ori and the will of the wisps uh goes to tsushima animal crossing new horizons the last of us 2 and demon souls uh i feel like ghost is a front runner here for me right now it is it's so pretty but that's... um to me ghost of tsushima and the last of us 2 are probably in the top yeah they've both i gotta definitely... dig last of us 2 style i dig their style regardless of what anybody ever thinks of story or anything i can't deny it looks nice has good direction yeah, no, no argument there. Um, why don't you run us through best ongoing game? Sure. So best ongoing game, I added two of these just because I don't know. Um, one of them's Warzone. Uh, Among Us, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortnite, and also Fall Guys because I remember Fall Guys existed. Yes, Fall Guys. Was... And that should even be a hint as to what I'm even gonna. Pick. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forgot Fall... that even existed. Fall Guys feels like it burned too brightly and died out, but I. It's a game that, like, if enough people were like, hey, we're going to play Fall Guys tonight, I would not say no. I would always have fun playing that. And also, talking about Burning Too Brightly, even for a little bit, even if that game did die, that was still a good two months of popularity that game had. Your game is worth mentioning if Gary would have hosted a talk show in it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, you got to give credit where credit's due there. Um, Game of the Year... I'm skipping because I'm going to wait. Best indie game. I added this category because I wanted to. Um, I feel like I, I, I thought I put it there, but yeah, no. It was. I didn't see it on my phone. And then when I opened it up on my computer, I think you put it in the header. Well, because I saw has, best indie I, I game in the header. Fixed it. The I see you fixed it. Yeah. Um, basically, when I went back to edit it later, it was stuck in the header and appearing on the header of every page. And I couldn't delete it. Like my Google Doc was freaking out. Sounds like it fucked up to me. Yeah, always. Oh, well, I didn't expect it to fold like that. <laughs> no, no, it's you didn't. Fault, it was an accident. Eric. It was a mistake. Don't I'm think sorry. Like it was a mistake. Um, okay, so best indie game. Uh, we have Hades. We have Among Us. We have Ori. Fall Guys. And Splunky 2. And yes, we know Among Us didn't technically come out this year. But this is yeah. the year it mattered. Yeah, I come on. Even if the game is practically, game is practically here, you could. There are some others that I did want to put on there. There may be even one that I may throw here, just in case I'm incorrect with this, and Rich, you can confirm. Yeah. A um, short hike. Was that a game that came out this year? I thought it came out 2019. Let me verify that, because I I would if it did, it, that's a contender. I would throw me. it on like there. That well, that's why I wanted to. I would even go as far as to put... There were two that I wanted to put on, but I wanted to talk to you about it and to the Let's audience. Um, it came out in April of 2019. Okay. When did it... 
Kentucky Route Zero, can you just confirm this for me? The final chapter came out. The final chapter came out this year. Okay, I'm going to put that on there. Yeah, I think think that's fair. Uh, I actually haven't finished Kentucky Route Zero yet, but I probably will before we record the finale. Okay, I did play that game. I did, and I liked I, I can at least as much of that it. game as I got through. Yeah. Um, the, I just want to make sure for those ones because those were the only ones that I was going to. You could put. I saw. Oh, I realized I did miss one that you did put on the end. Yes, list. Streets of Rage Four. Four. That's what yeah. I was. Th- I was like, I feel like something was missing. Yeah. So there you go. So the official, official, official list is Hades, Among Us, Ori, Fall Guys, Splunky Two. Kentucky Route Zero because it did finish, and Streets of Rage Four. Streets of Rage Four is a hell of a contender because it's the only game on this list that we beat together. It is. There's a there's a personal connection there to a personal it. stake, if you will. Yes, personal stakes. Um, and of course the game of the year, the game of all years. Uh, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Persona Five Royal, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, Hades, Ghosts of Tsushima, and Demon Souls. Um, That's a hefty list. I'll give you I'll give you a taste of this because I know you didn't even get to play it. I'm going to remove Demon Souls anyways because <laughs> as much as it would even be applicable to my list, That's... It, it's not going to be it's not going to be chosen anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's my favorite um, thing <laughs> we do as we do our game of the year because I was literally going to do it on this one as well now. A little, little preview before we get into the real game of the year discussion this time. I totally feel Persona 5 Royal is worth mentioning but only like 30 hours of the 200 hours of the game are new content from the original Persona 5. So I feel, And I know you didn't beat it or play too much of it so I feel like we could take it off as well. I love talking about these with you because we talk about it prior. We look at it prior. We at least it's more fun to in the moment be like here's I know what I can leave. I know. Well, that's why I love doing this every. It, I went back last year, actually last week to last year's cast for game of the year, and I remember it was such a crapshoot. Not even in a bad way. Like I still genuinely enjoyed recording that, but we were so fickle on what we wanted, and then we were just constantly tweaking the list, literally on the cast where we're supposed to say what we chose. And I love doing that. It's one of well, my favorite. I mean, that's what sure. I think. Last year was the year I decided. Like, well, that's how we should just do it. We should both put what we think is worth the conversation, and then have it as sort of a well, what can you live without here conversation as we keep narrowing yeah. it down, and just let it change. That's it's it's honestly one of my favorite parts. I would never be able to host our a show of the, any kind. Our game of the year is because a I would document. It's a living, breathing document because if I ever ran an award show, I would give them the the card and then go, oh, wait, you know, fuck it. I don't even know why this is here. I, I don't even know what we're doing on this well, market. Th- that's, just change it. I can't have two, two angry Game of the Awards uh, shows every year. Uh, like, as I gear up for us starting the, the Sword Chomp Game of the Year show next week, mm-hmm. like, that's when I have to go die on a hill for the games that I think deserve to be recognized. Yeah. Um, that's the Fortnite uh, event, which actually you reminded me of. Here's a fun little little story for you involving Kentucky Road Zero, which is why I'll be excited if it comes up during my Sword Chomp Game of the Year stuff. Oh. When we first started talking about that game when the last chapter launched, uh, a couple of hours before we recorded a podcast that night, Morgan messages me and says, hey... I beat Kentucky Route Zero. I don't think I don't get it. I don't think it's that great. And I'm like, what oh. do you mean? How long did it take you to beat it? And he's like, I don't know, like two and a half hours. Okay. And I'm like, that's impossible. And I'm talking with multiple people about it. And only during the recording of the podcast, we realized he beat the first chapter and thought that was the whole game. I thought I fucking knew that was going to be the answer to that. I was like, that does not make too much sense. And also, I have a feeling if he did beat it, he would have understood it. 
it's not like the game's the game's not too crazy yeah that's no, so it, funny though so we only literally beat one piece of it oh my god and to be fair if you had beat the first chapter and thought that was the entire game i would agree with him i'd be like that fucking sucked <laughs> i love it um but yeah he, he should play the rest of it yeah I, I i don't know if he has yet he has told me uh in private he intends to before we record game of the year over there um i intend to do the same because i played through most of it and very much enjoyed it but then so many games get in the way of everything that's so funny um no well, let him beat it i'm excited to hear i'm even excited to hear what he thinks about it but um yeah for for at least the game of the year bits i it's actually been for 2020 there have actually been a lot of solid releases notice how we didn't even put the last of us two on that it just wasn't that for me um and i've talked about this with multiple people like that game in particular i see its merits but and this always feels like harsher than i think it is because i did really like playing that game i beat it and then i never really thought about it again like it didn't stay with me mm-hmm and that's not a knock on the game. It's a well-put-together game. I think it told a fine story, but, like, even, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and part of that might be a slave to nostalgia, like, I still, here and there, I'll play an hour or two every couple of weeks where I'm choking away at playing it on hard to get that platinum. Like, I still think about going back to that game. The la I didn't have that... I wasn't compelled to do that with The Last of Us. It just... It was fun. I went through it once and enjoyed it, and then I never really thought about it again after that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I If I had to ever give an honorable mention to that, I would give it to The Last of Us, not for story, which was which was the biggest thing for me, but just for overall what a package it was. Mm -hmm. It's still one of the most technically impressive games I've played. That's true. Um, but unfortunately, Rich and I don't judge by that. No. We go by what was really fun and also what is something we could always just go back and just talk with the highest reverence and that's like anytime why... nowadays i talk about the last of us too i can't i always just say yeah it was all right and that's why our game of the year is miss pac-man yeah give me miss pac-man for the super nintendo of course uh you bet you didn't think that one the port. I, was in, um, I was in walmart the other day and i've been really thinking about buying one of those miss pac-man machines that they sell at like walmart tread now. carefully rich tread i just have nowhere to fully at the walmart I brand fucking, i have nowhere to put it like I would I had, look. Have you looked it up? I would look up uh, some reviews of that. I, I'm very skeptical. Of no, those Walmart machines are brand. those machines review well. They, they're the one okay. on arc arcades. Uh, yeah, and I know. Them. I know you have more. You definitely have more experience than knowing about that. I'll, I'll um, give you that one. They're good little machines. Uh, they have the one that has like X Men on it and stuff as well. Um, the one thing I, word for it. I've saw is they're like they're 75 scale cabinets, um, where the controls are like full size. So they also sell risers for them that are like 50 bucks. They just bring them up to the height of a full cabinet. So people are like, if you buy it, buy the riser. Otherwise, you're like weirdly, awkwardly sitting in a chair while you play it. Oh, shit. I got to give it. Yeah, I got to give you this one. These ends actually look really legit. I, I, I was thinking about like those fucking knockoff brandy looking. Things. No, no. These uh, are official releases. Um, these are great. You can walk into a Walmart, buy them. I think they're like 300 bucks. Well, look at the um, Star Wars one. Cool. Once I move into a place where I have a little bit more space, I think I, I may get one of those, though I don't know Damn, which that'd one. Damn, so cool. This is, like, this is like the kind of basement man cave shit that I'm always going to want one day. Like, yeah. Like a cabinet. I, and there's a couple of them that I definitely want, but, like, I always sort of uh, lean back towards that Miss Pac-Man one because I feel like that's that'll never get old. 
No, like having a Miss Pac-Man. Everybody machine. likes Miss Pac-Man. Anybody comes over, somebody's gonna play Miss Pac-Man. So you do it for the people. Yeah. The only thing is, like, if I could Classic. just have some sort of Tetris cabinet, like, there's nothing more infinitely replayable. When I was younger, I always thought, man, I really just want like a Mortal Kombat cabinet or even a uh, Street Fighter cabinet. But then, yeah. as I grew up, I was like, you know, if people ever came over. It wouldn't be as much fun because I would probably play it. I try to get good at it. Then I'm just playing against other people who may not be able to get good. Dan Riker used to always tell the story about when he rented his dad's house in Kansas. Um, he had a Mortal Kombat 2 machine. Mm-hmm. And then when he moved uh, to Minneapolis to work for Game Informer, his dad uh, had just gotten divorced for the third time or whatever and moved into that house. And there was so much shit that Dan had accrued over the years that – he didn't take half of it with him, and his dad used to talk about how he used to just throw a blanket over the Mortal Kombat machine in case he brought a lady home. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to I explain want to recreate away the magic. This, this Mortal Kombat machine. <laughs> explain it away. I love that. Um, but yeah, there, there, there you go, though. The, the game, game of the years. Um, game of the years. Um, but we're, we're there was a lot of good music that came out. Yeah, dude. Um, and in their game, honestly, I was even even looking at all these. I was thinking, man, music is gonna be tough because I love Final Fantasy soundtrack. So I think good. that'll be so, the, so good. the toughest one. Um, it will be actually crazy to think about. Half of the entries on our best music, I own vinyl records for. It, I mean, they're just good, and I, I want to buy the Hades one still. I know when that first came out. A couple of months ago, I was thinking, damn, it's a vinyl records. LP. I know they always come out in waves, and it's never in a convenient time where I can afford it. Well, if it makes you feel better, it, it's Hades, just fucking terrible. Hades will probably be around. Yeah, Super I know. Giant yeah, sells and that their was an own, official release. Supergiant sells their own pressings, and like you can still get Bastion. Like you can still go yeah, on their not, website and get Bastion. That. Um, like I, just I even want it all. I really want Pyre also. I love the music of Pyre, and that one's another 4 LP they have. I really love Bastion's music, too. Yeah, there, there's a few that are just hanging in the winds that I'm waiting to just get eventually. Um, Persona, obviously, I'll just have to get it one day. I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah. and now there's but Hades was obviously Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm waiting for them to kind of come out with an, a complete one. I know that the one that Square Enix released is not the complete vinyl, I don't believe. It, it is... Of the um, entire soundtrack. I think they only handpicked some tracks. What that one is, the one I have, um, mm-hmm. it is not all of the tracks. It is the tracks from the remake that are from the original game, and one mm-hmm. of the LP is those tracks from the remake, and the other one is them from the original game. Yeah. And I imagine they're going cool. to do a second one uh, when part two drops cool and i will gladly buy that um i like that as i guess we're, we're moving into wrap-up stuff i want to ask you while we're on the subject of final fantasy have you smashed a sephiroth um i have not but i watched some people play him i did briefly with my brother because i didn't even get that fighter pass i want to i i finally did because of that Mm-hmm. Um, well, did it justify? I mean, would it have justified you just getting it? Because it kind of did for me. Yeah, it did. I was even thinking, like, with the entire fighter pass, I thought it was kind of weak. But yeah, I mean, Sephiroth. Sephiroth is strong. <laughs> Who cares? That's when I finally was like, all right, I'll get the fighter pass. And mm-hmm. 
I enjoy playing as him. Like, he's got some good speed. He's got some good attacks. I really want to see somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing play that character more. Because mm-hmm. um, he's got reach. He's got some pretty smart attacks. Uh, add some great music to the game. Sephiroth gets a thumbs up from me. Yeah. I mean, it just... I Nintendo sometimes... Actually, I should even just say the Smash Brothers team. They're so cool. <laughs> like, that entire development team is just so cool. Um, I didn't even think they were going to throw them in. I really thought it was just going to be Cloud and just be done with it. Yeah, but um, hey, that's fucking cool. <laughs> I know, well, that's that's why that's why they are what they who they are most of the time. They they always end up surprising you with cool picks like that. Um, I was uh, kind of a still holding I, out I for like the, the Prince of all Cosmos. Like, yeah, I know. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's exactly why I'm still kind of hyped for these things because with this fighter pass, I know they were coming out with Steve from Minecraft, and I was like, oh, okay, well they're gonna still touch upon a lot of popular franchises. So okay, they may not dip too far into the history anymore they may just want to kind of forge new ahead with some brand new ips or and just recently popular ones and then, yeah and then they do sephiroth like fuck like i was just thinking damn man like the That's only cool. stranger pick could have been like if they were like and the new fighter is kefka <laughs> yeah exactly i it, it just i don't know and you want to know something too um at least from what i saw on the internet it did not blow up as much as I ever thought it was, and I think we're officially reaching the the point where I'm starting to feel old, because when Minecraft came out, the entire internet exploded. At least from what I saw on social media, like I couldn't go on Twitter without at least seeing several posts about it. And I don't yeah. even follow; I follow a whole wide array of just people, and it was always about video games, and specifically Steven Minecraft. I see Sephiroth. I really didn't see too much buzz about it. Even in the trailers, I think the I, I, just for curiosity's sake, I saw that the Steve trailer did so much higher, uh, or at least reviewed in such a greater amount. Yeah, no, it's not. But I was just thinking, damn, sign of the times, man. Like yeah. back in the uh, back in the early two thousands or so, and if that had come out and Sephiroth was there, people would have shit themselves. Because our our age range would have shit themselves. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, I did. Why. I still yeah. did. You know? I still thought it when I when I saw, I was like, holy shit. Like I was all in, like I said, like, I'm like, I'm willing to give you the money for the fighter pass now, please. Mm-hmm. So there you go. But I, I was actually pretty, I was actually pretty happy that he's there. Cause I, I, I don't know. I think it's cool as hell. Hell yeah. It is. Now I'm wondering who is next. Actually. Prince of all cosmos, please. I, I would love it. I would love him to be in that. He is. My... That would be such a great, Earthworm that's Jim. like one of those things those those are like oh, Jim. well because i remember uh vinny was telling us that crash bandicoot would be in it yeah and that makes seems... sense i, I would can think still that would be that the happen. wildest thing that would be the wildest thing because he was in playstation all-stars that it would just be the wildest thing to me so was, um, uh i feel like is, is there anyone in here now that was in playstation all-stars was i cloud? was thinking about uh no cloud no, it seems he was. weird that cloud wasn't well, I don't think was any Final Fantasy character in that. Um, no, I don't even know if any Final Fantasy character was in that. Yeah, no, Cloud was. You're right. You are totally he was. right, dude. Okay. Oh no, it's a dream roster. I hate. I hate the internet. I hate I, the internet is okay. fucking garbage. I was, I was. I was like. I was looking. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I was thinking of Ergus. God bless the ring, which featured both. No, Cloud they had and the Hellgas from Killzone, Parappa, Sly, the Big Daddy, uh, Big Daddy, 
Ratchet. No, they, they didn't Dante, have any Final Fantasy. Raiden. Nathan Drake, Parappa the Rappa. Yeah, so... They, God, they didn't Parappa would be good, too. Yeah. Um, but they had a lot of cool opportunity. They just... It's a shame it didn't stick. But, um... But, yeah. Now we got Final Fantasy in there. More Final Fantasy, I should say. Yeah. And now it's actually a worthwhile pack. I wonder what else... I wonder what else they'll do. What, what, what more, more could they do? Two more coming. Is that it, though? I think they said, yeah, that's gonna be it. Good. I wonder. I don't think they're gonna waste too much time with any more popular games. I remember somebody was saying that the Fortnite guy would be in that. I'm like, I don't think so. I feel like I that would be that. such a like, uh, like I get that it would be popular, but like, the, the thing is for me, like, even as somebody who's like, I don't care about Fortnite. Like, there's nothing interesting or inspired about that character design. That's why I think it's yeah. waste. I would actually. I wouldn't be surprised if Epic Games is throwing as much money as they can on Nintendo to try to do that. You know who would and actually Nintendo's be probably just like, nah. Now that I think about it, because here's another game I was playing this week that I forgot to mention. Meat hmm. Boy. Wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad. Yeah. But I wouldn't know what he'd do for his kit. Um, Besides jumping around and doing stuff. It's not like he was a fighter. He just was a guy who ran. Just well, punched things. I mean, in Super Meat Boy Forever, you do have to actually attack bosses now. Yeah, I was, but I was even thinking maybe it was just because I played the demo of it. I think you only punch people. Um, you do. You do only punch people. <laughs> just like real life. Just like um, real meat. Yeah, just like real meat. I don't know. If I had to pick, I, I still have a feeling they're going to throw in Waluigi at the end. I don't know why. Just to say I don't know the how. Masses. I think they would. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. He'd be the last I'm not one. even kidding. I think Hail to the King, when they were first coming out with it, I think Sakurai probably thought because he was the most requested. It, yeah. We call it the vocal minority, but the internet yeah. was trolling a lot to get him in. I genuinely think he was considering it and said, no, we're going to do it last. I still I think also, he's going to be in the game. I think Twitter will break if he is in the game. Yeah. And I think he knows that. I think the entire team knows that because they clearly have trolled before. Um, they listened to the internet. Has my camera been off this entire time? Oh, hey, and look, you got cyberpunk in your background. I just I thought you didn't want to share. No, I don't know how that happened. I just thought you weren't into sharing, so I didn't want to say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like, a, like usually when I'm working, people don't share their cams, and I do, and I'm just thinking, all right, we're just going to do this. I'm like, that's fine. Your camera filters and your wallpapers, they always give a background, and now you're just blue, and that's fine. I don't really? even mind it. That's kind of yeah. crazy. It's the crazy way times we're living in. But honestly, I got nothing else. I just think th- I'm, I'm still um, always pretty uh, come back next week everybody for the, the cyberpunk news uh, because now they're being sued yeah, I'll, I'll give you one last tidbit of my, my Christmas week before we depart uh, yesterday when I got to my sister's place I watched Wonder Woman and it was just oh I okay. did too I watched it yesterday I thought it was terrible it was it, it, it felt weird right like it felt like an yeah. old comic book movie yeah I um Without spoiling anything, I, I don't, nobody's even please. So I was gonna, I was even gonna say if anybody came in here and didn't just turn it off by this point at the end, being like, oh, I don't want to be spoiled and whatever. But um, I thought it was just a very, very average movie, and yeah. I'm not even just saying that in the perspective of a superhero movie because I've seen a good handful of those. It just seemed like, eh. yeah, it looked it, like one that was made earlier in the yeah. decade. It looked like it was like made when in DC the 80s. was still trying to. I feel like DC was trying to still figure out. Yeah, I don't know, because I was a fan. I've been a fan of DC movies for a little bit, because it seemed like they hit their stride of just and going full. One, full Wonder Woman skid. was like the best of them. 
in my yeah, personal it was just, opinion. It was just a very, you know what? They took a very basic plot in that movie, and they just made it, it was, good. Yeah, they just made it good. And this one and felt like weirdly this one... bloated, despite not taking on too much. There were just like weird, almost too comic booky leaps of faith, and uh, um, so much weird shit going on. I, I realized too, and this maybe like is less with it not working, but like. And like an hour and a half in, there'd only been like fifteen minutes of actual Wonder Woman happening. Yeah, and also like after that initial mall scene, she isn't like Diana Prince is not Wonder Woman again for like another hour and a half. Yeah, and I don't think it got the point as to why the eighties was a thing. Because it didn't. Well, need it was to an be era said to, to host the movie. That, that, that's what I mean. It, I don't understand why it was an era. The era that was chosen for this movie because it didn't matter that it was nothing. In the 80s. From what I could tell, at the end was significant enough, other than being used as set gags to be like, "Oh, we're in the '80s," but it, it didn't if, need to be in the '80s. It, there was no reason for it to be in the '80s, and if anything, this raises more questions about the current DC cinematic universe. Of do people really not know who Wonder Woman is still in the modern day? Yeah, like, she just ends up being really good at hiding herself, but also being blatantly obvious everywhere and doing... I, I just don't get it. She I was just in the White it. House, Eric! I know, she just walked right in. So, I don't know. The effects on Gina And also, cool. I thought the movie was just way too long. Yeah, it was like two and a half hours, and I felt like not a lot happened when I reflect on it. I couldn't get... I have to say, most disappointing villain, I couldn't give a flying fuck about Max Lord. And the fact that I couldn't Pedro give a Pascal fuck about really him, hamming it up. yeah, he was, and I still couldn't give a shit. Yeah, we had such a good villain, Max Lord's so good in the comics. He's really, and they couldn't even give him this. They made yeah, it very really couldn't give one-dimensional. This. Yeah, and I was just like, eh. I was like, this could be the potential villain who really ends up growing in the future, but DC movies especially. They don't give a shit about their villains, and that's what sucks. Yeah. They never care enough. They always either kill them, like they killed Black Mask. Like yeah, they and you they just end up killing them, and they never develop them, great. or they just make them worse. So I, I don't know. And Ewan McGregor was actually pretty great as Black Mask. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy who's like responsible for killing Blue Beetle in the comics. Yeah, and they and they also did. formed the JLI. So it's like. This guy is history, and they still couldn't even be fucking bothered. They're also, like, nah, he's an oil mogul who likes making wishes. I'm like, fuck Yeah, you. like, we also <laughs> do, we also don't even get a sense of, like, how he even knows about that stuff. Like, he just kind of shows up and is like, I'm Maximal Lord, and I know about magic. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I didn't get it. I it, just it, didn't get it. It also felt like he was pushed to the side because, again, the writers didn't think that he was good enough to stand on his own two feet, so he had to have Cheetah in here as well. Yeah, I, and it, and it's Cheetah. Like, why wouldn't she be enough to stand on her own? Like, Cheetah and is also, a, a very, like, one of the, the Wonder Woman villains, like, designed to sort of go toe-to-toe with Diana. So she should have been able to stand on her. In fact, probably could have in this movie. Like, you could have removed Maxwell Lord entirely from the equation. Yeah, and I didn't give a fuck about her either. Because her whole plot was, I want to be cool. And then that was she it. Kind of was, and then she was a cat lady. 
Yeah, you know what? Not to spoil things for everybody. Actually, I, I genuinely, I'm gonna save you. I don't even give a shit. The, her whole plot, without giving you specifics, she just wanted to be a cool girl because she was nerdy, and she wanted to be like Diana. So okay, they do. And then by the end of the movie, towards the end, she still wants to be a cool girl, but all of a sudden she's like, "I want to be the coolest girl that ever the was," apex and also predator. I want to be, yeah, I want to be an apex predator. Throws that word out specifically, the apex predator. And I was thinking. How the fuck did we get to, I want to be a cool girl, to, I want to be a cheetah? Um, I just, I, I didn't get it. Also worth noting, I was going to say monkey's paw in that moment, but in fact, the plot device is so ham-fisted that they literally use the phrase monkey's paw no less than ten times <laughs> to make yeah. sure you get it. Yeah, to really hone into the audience, listen, not you're not going to get the wishes without a cost be careful what you wish for eric <laughs> and also it involves steve trevor possessing an innocent man and diana actually having sex with him so yeah you know there, there's a lot of plot holes here that are, i was just watching it and i was thinking this is not a good movie i was glad to I, see... I, I, I wasn't even expecting anything i was, I was glad to see a lot more people had a problem with that because after i saw that like and then i went to twitter and i was like okay people are also agreeing with me that that was weird like especially the weird again like we're in spoiler territory at this point the weird exchange they have at the end where She's like, all right, well, bye then. And I'm like, you had sex with that man, and he doesn't know about it. Yeah, I just... I... I was like, okay. And it just was weird. And in the movie, they were like, I like this guy. Like, they played off of this as a joke. And I was like, this man... You stole a man's life. Yeah, it was just weird how everybody was just okay with it. Because Wonder Woman was just, I don't know, making out with a dude who was not the dude also it feels weird that they had to do it that way like if you're it felt like such a weird way to bring steve trevor back into the equation i i felt like they just could have done a just, million and one other things just brought him back without him having to possess the body of an existing yeah why couldn't man. you meet why couldn't you just have him just come out of thin air you made cheetah a cheetah woman why is it so ridiculous to, it, to make a body come out of nowhere? If anything, it would have been less weird if he had just come out of nowhere to me. Yeah, I just, whatever. But I don't even fucking watch the movie. It wasn't I'm like also I just really did it because the family was watching it for Christmas and I was like, okay. I'm also really confused about that scene uh, where Steve is like marveled by the technological advances of the 80s. Despite the mm -hmm. fact that earlier that day he had woken up in an apartment and gone through the legwork to track Diana down. Like he'd seemingly been across the city of Washington already. Like you're telling me he didn't like stumble across a subway station? I... I, I'm going to assume that they just did. The writing was just not that great. It was not. And I was thinking, wow, great. I hate superhero movies. <laughs> I, this was like, I, can't keep, I was like, I can't keep doing this. Anyway, um, after finishing this, I'm really not looking forward to Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah, I know. For like any other movie, I'm kind of tired of it. And I was just like, eh. I'm exhausted. I Soul. Because I want to wrap that? this up anyway. Because I know we're over. I like yeah. Soul a lot. I heard good things. That's a, yeah, I like Soul a That's lot. That's straight to Disney um, Plus, right? It was, and that was a great movie. Very, very good movie. I wish I watched that and just left it at that, but great movie. Got a lot of the feels, um, as Pixar movies always do. And yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I dug it. Cool. Family liked it. That's always fun. Uh, with, with our movie wrap-up, like you said, we're over an hour here, so I guess I should get us out of here. I know, we're just too good. We're just too good. There's too much chemistry, man. 
I know. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? You flirting? Come on, do it. What are you doing? Come on. Come on. Uh, so thank you uh, to Ed Paquette for our wonderful intro and Heather Ramos for our artwork. Ask us questions, geckogamespodcast at gmail.com. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at, I'm at beautiful underscore Eric. I like things sometimes. At me. Don't at me. Yeah, at me. I am on Twitter as well, at the Ridgemeister Zero, at me. Um, and you can also find me on my other home at swordchomp.com. But until next time, we'll return with our thoughts on all the games of the year. Keep it classy and have a good new year. Oh yes, happy new year, everybody. Be good. Bye-bye. <laughs>